If you like baseball, then this is your show. Noah and Brian and Adam will host. Trashing on the umps and making hot takes. We love Joe Panic because he rakes. Yeah! It's non-stop baseball podcast. It's non-stop baseball What is up, everybody, and welcome back to episode 112 of the Nonstop Baseball Podcast. We are indeed all back, as you can tell. I am Noah, joined as always by Brian and Adam. You could follow us on Instagram and Twitter at NonstopBBPod. Send us questions at any time about anything ever, and we'll get to them on the show. Um, Adam, how's it going today? On this Sunday afternoon, yeah, not too bad. It is it is Sunday because uh, I will be traveling this week. Uh, so as of right now, doing great. As of tomorrow night, unlikely. <laughs> yeah, I think we're kind of alternating crazy weeks where I had a super busy camping, driving, going to concerts weekend last weekend, and then throughout the week back to school night late meetings after work and stuff like that so i was all dead and now it sounds like it's your turn to be yeah. all dead this week I, so i get to have a cool like 10 hour travel day get to fly cross country good yeah. stuff yeah spend all day in airports as oh. you do wonderful yeah. wonderful wonderful as they say uh brian how are you doing i'm also exhausted <laughs> <laughs> currently yeah but man i just played three games of softball this week or i shouldn't really say play i'm more uh, limped around at three games because <laughs> my hamstring's not fully better uh and then i was in san francisco all weekend for a fantasy football draft i'm back tonight I'm seeing zach bryan in concert tomorrow pumped for that and yeah gonna be way behind on sleep tuesday so just absolutely lovely the way you ought to live right you know, maybe not Why every not? single weekend, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pack those weekends every once in a while. Get some restful weekends. Go out, do stuff while you can. Right? We're all working too hard not to. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, as I said, I had a pretty crazy weekend and week uh, last week, so this weekend was a lot more restful. Get got back in the ocean. I cannot overemphasize how good fully going to the ocean is for your uh body and mind so if you have access to the ocean just give it a try why not um why not why not indeed uh but baseball you know we're in the dog days if you baseball. will but this week was filled with uh some cool like single game feats some historical milestones and then i think the story in all of baseball right now is the american league west I think, I don't know if you guys disagree, but I feel like that's where it's happening in baseball, right? I mean, mm. yeah, I think the, boy, oh boy, the, the Seattle Mariners, they are, they're, they're thinking about reclaiming their title of, the uh, of America's Julio, team. The J-Rods. Yeah. Dude, J-Rod has been insane this week. Ooh. Yeah. Talk yeah. about putting a team on your back, like, literally. Literally outperforming certain teams. Like yeah, his stats uh... compared to the like the Yankees whole team 
was nuts. Same this week. Yeah. Yeah. Week. And I'm better. <laughs> not not the same. Better. <laughs> He's been on it for a while too. I know. I think it was last week. Oh wait, no. It was earlier this week too. He the Mariners were down five nothing against the Royals, and then ended up coming back. Uh, Julio had two huge hits in that, uh, but then ended up kind of blowing it losing on a walk-off bunt and then it kind of felt like oh i don't know about these mariners and then ever since then they've just been on one yeah so julio rodriguez had a a, arguably the best hitting four game uh, set of in all of in all of baseball history uh four games he had 17 hits across those four games um scored five runs five stolen bases i mean yeah putting the team on your back um yeah, basically by himself winning those four games. Um, yeah, the Yankees over that stretch, uh, no wins, 17 hits, four runs, and no stolen bases. So outperforming the Yankees organization uh, by love himself. That, love that. Yikes. I mean, 17 hits could be a month for a lot of guys, you know? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Especially if you're not quite a regular. Like, you'd feel good with the 17-hit month. And he did that in literally four games. Uh, great to see him back. Not that anyone here ever had uh, much doubt in him, but you know it has been a trying year for Julio. Uh, but he's back to absolute stardom, and he, he has proven to be a guy that loves the pressure and you know can cook when he gets under pressure. So let's see those Mariners get into the playoffs. And I mean, not just the playoffs; they have their eyes set on the division. The Astros have lost three in a row, and the Rangers have lost four in a row. So the Mariners are just three games back of first place. Yeah. I mean, it is up for grabs. And I mean, talking about those three losses in a row for Houston against Seattle, like those are the ones that count for double. That's that's Seattle really closing that gap quickly. Um, huge, huge series to sweep, to sweep the Astros. Not dead yet. Not how nervous yet. are you as a Blue Jay fan for your uh, playoff? Man, position? I've been ner- I've been nervous as a Blue Jay fan for the playoff position ever since Alec Manoa decided that he <laughs> wanted to fall apart this year. Um, fair enough, fair enough. But yeah. now that the Mariners are like, because at one point the Mariners were quite a way back, and now they're sure, there. and now they're essentially tied. Um, yeah, half you know, game one, lead even one less loss. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I don't know. I. Uh, the the way that the Jays have been this year, um, I was going to come down to something like this pretty much no matter what. Mm-hmm. It was whether it was going to be another division doing it or whether it was just going to be, you know, all five teams in the AL East doing it. You kind of saw it coming, at least to some degree. Um, so, I don't know. It's it's so up in the air. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, Bichette, Bo Bichette coming back definitely is, it could be a surge they Huge. need. All, like, and huge. already doing doing wild uh, stuff. He had a triple today. He he's been really solid. Just an immediate Dude. offensive uptick. And I guess since we're bringing up Bobichet, we should talk about the roster casualty it caused. Uh, Paul DeYoung being DFA'd like two weeks after they traded for him at the deadline. Yeah, that is uh, not something you see every day. Yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense in the sense that, like. I don't know. Your 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 roster spots are more valuable for players like, you know, a Cavan Biggio or a Whit Merrifield who can play multiple positions. Um so 
I think that's probably where the Jays are at on that. And with how sort of weirdly cycling their pitching has been, I think they're holding on to a lot more pitching spots. Um, so yeah, is what it, just it is. Begs the question: Why would you use the? It wasn't much prospect capital, I don't believe, right? It was a very no, minimal not really. Trade. Yeah, but it just—I don't know. Interesting move. It'll be interesting to see where he ends up because I feel like there's definitely gonna be a team looking to add him. Yeah, especially if it's just a waiver claim. Yeah, even if it is just a waiver claim, uh, it, it'll be interesting. Um, I don't know what his future would be in the in the Jays organization, um, other than as a backup, unless he, you know, I don't know, uh, how good is he at second base? Because like that'd be, I guess, the only other thing. Or I mean, he's definitely done it before. I yeah, think he's just, but he's gone if he D- they DFA'd him. They're not bringing him back. Right. Yeah. I. I. I don't know. It's it's interesting. I mean, if even if it was just to just to hold down the fort for a potential, you know, it, we didn't at the time. Jays didn't know if Bichette was down for you know a couple weeks or a couple months or the not season. Move. Right. Sure. So you have to make that move no matter what. You know, or at least you feel like you have to make that move no matter what. And then it, you know, turns out that it was just a a relatively minor injury. He's back within a couple of weeks. And yeah, you cut your losses, you lose the prospects, but that's that was the that was the risk, right? Yeah. Hey, I, that's very fair. I mean, protect yourself when you can. Especially when you have the means to. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh where do you want to go next, Noah? Well, I don't know. I'm just I'm fascinated by this AL West now that we have three teams in it. <laughs> yeah. And earlier this week, I just I mean, I know we talked about the three or the four losses in a row for the Rangers, excuse me. But Scherzer came out and he's been he's been solid for the Rangers. He had 11 strikeouts against the Angels and it's so funny how much can how much like momentum it can change in a week because that monday night i saw scherzer 11 strikeouts and then i'm thinking about Simeon, i'm thinking about seager uh garcia everyone they have on this team and i'm like i cannot wait to see this team in the playoffs um and though it's they still have a great spot to get into the playoffs like you know with the mariners going up there you know houston's gonna be battling toronto and boston it's like, oh man, hopefully this team gets to the playoffs. Uh, I mean, really, any of those, it, it could be any of those teams. It's, but, it's so yeah. absurd and slightly annoying to me that you have a team like Boston who is three games out of a wild card spot, but would be first place in the AL Central. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, I was talking about how the AL West is, you know, where it's hot and stuff like that. The NL Central is has a definite race for first, but it's just not quite as interesting though better than it was earlier in the year <laughs> for when, sure uh it didn't look quite as exciting but but yeah just the al west is a very exciting division right now al east is still a very very good division other yep. than one team uh yeah which is wild eight game losing streak for the yankees true true collapse i <laughs> like at this point i mean well we're talking I mean, eight game losing streak. Is Boone getting fired? I, I, the annoying thing I think is like, 
and I think and we've talked about this kind of similarly with with other teams in similar situations. This is so not Boone's fault. <laughs> yeah, he'll exactly. be the guy who takes the blow. <laughs> like the GM should be fired, but they won't oh, fire him. Exactly. Like it just tends to be that no matter whose fault it really is, the manager is the most disposable piece. And so they're the ones who will get blamed. They're they're the ones who will who will get kicked off the team. Like and so, you know, like yeah, cuz Boone is the one who injured Aaron Judge. Boone's the one who made Donaldson get hurt as well. Boone's the one who, Boone, you know, Boone's made Boone's the old... one who built the roster that has so many holes in it that are obvious? Yeah, sure. Like, totally that the manager straight fault. at Cashman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um it's just wild. And so that that's the annoying thing is, you know, as, as the GM, you're capable of of taking the ire of the New York baseball fan base and giving them a scapegoat. And that scapegoat will be the manager. It won't be yourself. <laughs> so, yeah, annoying. I don't know. I could see Boone getting fired because um, I don't see Cashman. I don't see Cashman being like, yep, my bad. <laughs> That's so not a GM thing to do. Well, and I don't see the owner getting rid of Cashman. He's been there for like ever, mm -hmm. right? So... I don't know. It, the Yankees need to change it up. I feel like in the Yankees' heads, they think they're going to sign Otani, but there's I, no shot, right? I think I would be in shambles. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing that would break you more as a human? I think it would, it would be... Like, I'm trying to think of what, like, a parallel of that would be. Um... And I don't know what it like. It would take the wind out of my sails for caring about baseball so hard. Oh no! <laughs> because like I that is there. just everything wrong that could happen. It's like when the Raiders traded Cleo Mack after bringing oh. in John Gruden. That was about as big of gut punch I think I could take as a sports fan. And yeah, it's. I think this is similar to you. Yeah, I mean, like that's that's taking one of the most lovable personalities and the best baseball player potentially of all time and putting him on a f currently failing franchise that is just like dumpster fire yeah well not even just that it's just like a franchise that just like i don't like <laughs> like at all <laughs> mm -hmm. and that's just yeah it's just awful that would be that would be the worst yeah i'd be bad but speaking <laughs> that uh, speaking of that potential best player of all time, Otani collected home runs 42 and 43 this week, cl closing in on 50. Um, I mean, yeah, the incredible season continues. He's got a 3-4-6 slash line right now with a 300 average, 4-7 on base, and a 6-64 slugging. So he said, forget your 3-4-5. I'm going 3-4-6 and a half. Um, yeah, 21 doubles, three triples, 43 homers. Absolutely incredible. Uh, one of the homers, I think, I believe it was 40, uh, 42, I think. Just one of the classic uh, Otani home runs that'll hit every once in a while where it's just like inside off the plate and he just pulls his hands in yeah. and just destroys it over that right field wall in Anaheim. Yeah. Uh, okay. And yeah, Anaheim's been full and popping because it's, you know, we're closing in on the final games potentially for Otani in that stadium. And it's been cool to see the, that electric atmosphere. Uh, yeah. Nothing but love for the angels fans. And it's just a shame that it couldn't have been better for them. I yeah. know their organization tried, uh, 
to fill some holes. But uh, yeah, it's just tough. And I think that trout injury was really difficult for them. And the Tyler Anderson signing is looking bad. I feel like it's the same thing we've been saying on this podcast since it started. You just cannot trust the Angels. They're just somehow they're going to find a way to lose games. That's what it yeah. seems like. <laughs> um, they're just consistent at it. Yeah, it's rough. Um, yeah, that's it. It it sucks because I I would love to see. I, I mean, I would love to see them figure it out. It's not going to happen though. I yeah. I have lost all faith. Damn. Yeah, just I mean, Sandoval hasn't had a bad year, but a step back. Reed Detmer's uh, mediocre year. Tyler Anderson a bad year. Yep. Uh, that's really I think where the main story is is that is that pitching staff because offense is definitely I mean the Trout injury is legit for sure. Uh, Renfro took a step back but is solid. Drury having a really good year. Taylor Ward you know a decent and then Mickey Moniak has been a really cool story for them really solid but just pitching hasn't been there yeah i mean the the, the, bye angels, bye go the angels the angels offense has been there i mean like you even think of of a lot of teams that people would say their offense has been there but you know whether it's you know, teams like philadelphia or even you know it's at some level like boston has had some really good offensive production and you know angels are right there for run scored they're they're not at the bottom of the barrel with a lot of the other teams um you know it's 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 been the pitching and it's just been sad. It's just been sad. Yeah, I can't um, wait till Trout gets traded so he could actually play in the playoffs. Yeah. That, actually, know you know what? Happen. That's an interesting I mean that's an interesting question, right? Cuz like obviously the Otani sweepstakes are going to be this off-seasons. That's the number one story. Um assuming Otani ends up elsewhere. What does I'm Trout do? Willing to almost guarantee it. Sure. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think he only gets traded if he requests it, and I don't think he strikes me as someone that would request it. Fair. I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked. I, he also strikes team. me as someone that wants to win, dude. I don't like, know. I mean, he decided to be in Anaheim. I, just, I think he, comfort is important to him, and he's comfortable in Anaheim. But maybe yep. when he gets older, he's like, you know what? It's just like two more years. Let me go somewhere Bro, else. If he never does anything in the playoffs, like, will we remember Mike Trout? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Eh, eh. Yes. I mean, we'll remember him, but like, I don't know. He needs to do something. I need something from the playoffs. I just want it so bad. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It. I'm just trying to. It, it's Trout is also just one of those kinds of guys where. You know, I, I think about it and I think about it, you know, the, the chance of him going to another team. I think about how weird it would be <laughs> to see Trout in a different uniform. Because um, it would be both so wrong and also so right, like to Poor see him hope. do that. Um, you know, you're, you're like, you know, to, to see him maybe actually go to a World Series. Like, a World Series would be awesome. Um because yeah, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen with the Angels, and Otani leaving would just make it that much more of a of a of an option. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, speaking of really good players on really bad teams, uh, 
Quick shout out. We haven't shout out a Kansas City Royal in a long time. Bobby Witt Jr. has taken a big step forward this year. He's got that 820 OPS, 37 stolen bases, 24 homers, closing in on a possible 30-40 year uh, with 24 doubles, 7 triples as well. Just, uh, yeah, really good year for Bobby Witt Jr. Hopefully that organization could figure some stuff out because he's an awesome, exciting player. And I just wanted to give a little uh, Midwest shout out uh, for a team that we have not talked about in a while. Rightfully so. Yeah, they've not really given anything, any reason to be talked about. But yeah, just quick shout out to Bobby Witt Jr. But as we were talking about Otani, might as well talk about another Japanese-born legend, that being, of course, Yu Darvish who passed Hideo Nomo for most strikeouts by a Japanese-born pitcher ever, ever. Which, yeah. you know, I mean, before the season, I started to hear people think, talk about like, oh, is Yu Darvish the greatest Japanese pitcher of all time? And then you're kind of like, oh, I don't know. And then you start to think about it, and it's like, he's been doing it for years. He's been awesome, yeah. you know, top 10 Cy Young finishes everywhere. Um and now he's got most strikeouts ever. I, for me, he's the best Japanese pitcher of all time. I don't know about you guys, but yeah, I just think he legend. has to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. He has the counting stats. It's really hard to argue against counting stats, and crazy single seasons as well. Well, yeah, oh, for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, he's he's been runner up Cy Young twice, once in Texas, then then that last season in in Chicago. Um, you know, he's. He's been doing it for a while, and he's been doing it at a really, really high level. And I forget how many different teams you Darvish Darvish has played for. Oh, like four. Yeah, was it's it in Rangers? Texas, he, Rangers. He had that one season in uh, for the Dodgers where he didn't even pitch the whole season, and then it was uh, Cubs and uh, Padres. Yeah. yeah, I just I think I forgot about the Cubs stint. <laughs> I yeah. think that's what caught me so off guard. Yeah. Also, shout out Grayson Rodriguez, who was dueling Darvish in that game, and he's really starting to figure things out. Um, Young kid. After a really, you know, kind of, well, not super rough, pretty normal start, especially for a young player, but, um, you know, has figured it out, going deep into games now. And another Oriole that's kind of uh, mirrored that is Gunnar Henderson, who just slammed a home run off the foul pole against the A's today. Lovely, Uh, lovely. So, yeah, I mean, there's some. I mean, we said it before the year started. We guaranteed the rookie of the year coming out of the AL East. Um, and obviously with Yoshida being awesome, it's looked like that's the way to go. But then with Casas and Henderson having tough starts, but then really figuring it out, it's there's just so much young talent in that division. Yeah. Who is the AL rookie of the year right now? That's a probably Yoshida. I mean, I, off yeah. the top of my head. But I mean, Casas has thrown himself up there too. And I don't know. Let's see. That's a tough one. Are. I'm pulling it up. Yoshida's been awesome, though. He's been really, really good. Um, uh, the favorite right now is Gunnar Henderson with Yoshida and Cassis right behind him. And then Tanner Bibe next up. Josh Young. I think Josh Young was Ooh. like the front runner before he got hurt. Yeah, Josh Young would have been hurt, a really took good him out one. Of it. Man, Young yeah. had a, an incredible start to the year as well. Tanner Bibby is kind of a sleeper name because he's been pitching really well, like really quietly for Cleveland. Yeah. No, yeah, he's been legit. National I mean, League think... rookie year is a lot more boring, but yeah. let's continue. 
Henderson, obviously, I mean, 815 OPS, super solid. And I think a big part for him is that defensive war as well. Uh, I mean, Yoshida, a solid defender out there, but, you know, not the same elite level that Henderson is and also plays a lot of DH. Yep. Um, but we'll see how they finish their years. I know Yoshida's kind of been outspoken about how he really doesn't care about it at all. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, I'm, I mean, like, it'd be cool if I want it, but like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not about I'm playing not, baseball. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. And like, also, I just, I don't feel like a rookie, you know, right. Like, technically, I mean, I'm a rookie, he's but he's only yeah, a rookie on a technicality is coming over yeah. from Japan, but he's like 29, 30. Yeah. So. I, I do see in this article that they say Gunnar Henderson having a stronghold, like a stranglehold, sorry, on the odds is a little premature because he is currently batting 211 in August. So rough month Yikes. for him. And Tristan Cassis has, like you said, been on an absolute tear since the All-Star break. Yeah, he uh, might finish the so. year as one of the best first basemen in the AL. I mean, it's wild. It's been yeah, crazy. He- so that that'll be very interesting. And remember when we were saying, man, the Red Sox should have signed a first baseman. <laughs> there was a brief moment there. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to see Casas play out, but I mean, I really that's why I really like the Justin Turner signing because it's you know third base for Devers days off, some first base things yep. like that. Um, yeah, yeah the, I mean, the, I was definitely lower on the Justin Turner signing, but that's turned out really well. <laughs> yeah, I was very not pumped about it but he's had an odd he's had a really solid season he's been super super useful for for exactly what you're saying you know giving guys days off dh'ing when it, whenever he needs to he just doesn't seem to get old he's just i mean obviously he's not as athletic as he once was but his sure, but ability is just a, not going anywhere first baseman you don't need to be but uh no he's he's just been just as good as he was for for the dodgers as he had been the you know the last like five years so yeah but he could only be so good when there's a like six foot wide strike zone lee i do not know if you saw that strike three call but perhaps the worst one ever one of the (laughs) worst ones ever um did you see the no strike call today today? the one from today oh my goodness it was in the red sox game let me find it real quick for you it was Um, it was a now granted catcher got got uh crossed up a little bit pitch misses spot pretty pretty horribly but uh, yeah, I mean, it was like a middle middle fastball. Yeah. That the pitcher was walking off, catcher was walking off, batter was walking off because oh, everyone thought it was a strikeout because it was. Ump apparently didn't get the memo. Thought it was a ball. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was bad. Probably like there's bad no calls or like calls where it's out of the zone, but like I've never seen like a no call like this. Yeah, that's crazy. I. Um, but yeah, it was hilarious. I don't know if you heard the Washington Nationals broadcast for the Turner Strike Three, but they are even them. They are just immediately like that is horrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. I just sent you a video of two and ones uh against the Giants. That yeah. one is also awful. And then the Cutter Crawford oh. one, or not Cutter Crawford, sorry, that's uh Pivetta. Yeah, oh. uh, threw a dead middle and. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's a bit of an ugly. Uh, <laughs> reception by mcguire but still no excuse uh you gotta you gotta call that a strike there yeah it's a middle yeah. middle heater dude like, and then yeah. dude that slider called a strike by from max freed in the video is insane that he is so outside 
feel bad. Speaking it's... of insane things that happened against the Giants, <laughs> oh, the, right, Luke, dude. the Luke Rayleigh inside the park home run, dude, has to be maybe the craziest inside the park ever because there's no misplay yeah. by no, any of the yeah. Giants' nope. fielders. What do it's you do just to that? brick wall, top of the wall, top of the wall, top of the wall. He rung it around the walls of Triple Alley. <laughs> yeah. It, that would have been interesting how that ball ends up before that fence was moved in. Because if that fence isn't moved in, it probably bounces off the wall and he probably only gets a triple on it. Yeah. Yeah. I just With such a wild character. Yeah, no, it's, that was an insane bounce. It's funny because you're like, oh man, he's unlucky. He didn't get a home run. And then it keeps bouncing. You're like, wait, wait a minute. I guess I guess he's <laughs> accurately lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Baseball has a way of working out. Yeah. Yeah, man. And home runs, it was a crazy week for home runs. Uh Christopher Morell with an insane walk-off home run and yeah. just loses his mind. And I love a good home run like that. Like, dude, yeah, you just that pure one, yeah. emotion and energy. It's just so beautiful. And it yeah. wasn't even like the like super like macho emotion where he's like, you know, you know, strutting his stuff. It was just like literally a kid hit their first home run ever, and he's just like sprinting around the bases, going it's crazy. Like the Little League World Series. Like, yeah, yeah. The walk offs, and they're just literally like also, also just like thing I really loved about that dude. Wrigley Field has been getting hype. Like it was, yeah, I've they were into it. <laughs> They've yep. been hype, even like I've tuned into Cubs games and they're like down five in the seventh, and it's still there with every pitch. Yeah. That's why I was begging I for them to to make moves to add to this team because I mean, if the fans are showing up and they're giving you all that money, you gotta you gotta try your best to put something good on the field for them. I'm all about it for the Cubbies, man. Love it for them. Go Cubs, go, if you will. (laughs) Yep. Let's see. What what else do we got? We got... um, I do want to say, Hyunjin Ryu has been awesome coming back. Um, Obviously had had a couple slight injury scare things, comebackers and stuff. Um, But after his start today, he struck out seven through five innings, but He's had four starts. He's pitched 19, has a sub two ERA sitting at a one eight nine. He's been awesome. Super, super good. Just uh humming in a clean like eighty-eight mile an hour fastball. <laughs> yeah. Exactly what you expect from him. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. One guy, I mean, every single person you're gonna be worried about coming back from a major surgery like that. But he's one guy that you you feel like He'll he'll be able to be at least serviceable coming back just because he was never working with a ton. Yep. Uh, so yeah, just a a fun pitcher to watch. You know, he's gonna give you a bunch of different looks, stay around the strike zone, keep people off balance. Uh, yeah, he's he's been awesome. I think the I want to say oh, let me see if I can find the stat for it. Um, but doing exactly what he's what he's been really good at doing. Um, which is just not giving up any hard contact, like at all. Um, yeah, he's he has been absolutely stellar at just, you know, placing everything where he wants it to be, um, you know, and and getting people to ground out weekly or pop out weekly, whatever. It doesn't really doesn't necessarily need to you know pump a hundred miles an hour if you know if your curve has that much life on it and and everything else that you're throwing is exactly where you want it to be 
been awesome to have him back. Yes, oh, that, there's the stat. In his last three starts, he's allowed six hard-hit balls total. Oh. That is beautiful. Um, that is and, that is beautiful. And I, I know, you know, early on, you know, and, and before the season started, it was definitely, was, there was the conversation to be had about, oh, Ryu coming back, you know, what is, who who's out of the rotation? Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, with Manoa out of the rotation in, in, in a lot of capacity, um, boy, has this been so, so good for the Jays because otherwise could, potentially a crippling shift uh, to not have him. What's the update on Manoa? I don't even know. what's. Um, I believe Manoa is back in AAA. I could He's be wrong. Fired? No. <laughs> Has been fired. <laughs> That'd be a funny headline. No, uh, nine. Yeah, as of nine days ago, he is uh he is back down to AAA, um, which not super shocking. He has not been great. Uh, um, he's flirted with being back to uh what what gets called effectively wild. Um, problem is if you're just wild, um. You lose all the effective. And so, yeah, he's, I think he's just down to AAA. They're not, they didn't ship him back to Complex League or anything like that, but, uh, yeah. So, currently, rotation is just Ryu instead of, instead of Manoa. Uh, I mean, what a crazy story, the story of Alec Manoa. We'll, we'll see where the nat, the next chapter takes it. Uh, or we, or we won't. He'll just stay in AAA forever. I can't, doubt it. I can't fathom that. That would doubt be, it. That would but, be wild. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see. That'll be it'll be interesting to see where it turns. Um, but the latest chapter in the story of Jose Altuve was written when he got his two thousandth career hit. Just keeps uh, doing it. Yeah, legend. The guy, the little guy with the super long bat. I don't think the bat is actually very long but just the way he holds it and wa- waggles it around and the fact that he's really tiny makes it look like he has the longest bat of all time <laughs> uh but yeah he knows how to swing it uh 2000 hits i mean one like just one of the best pure hitters of this generation obviously some controversy around around him uh and rightfully so but uh just super legit player uh so yeah 2000 hits amazing yeah, yeah. Got yeah, thrown out trying guys, to stretch it to oh. a double, though, which was funny. <laughs> that was hilarious. You, giving a uh, curtain call after you get thrown out at second base is, is really, really funny. It's just really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there was a lot of like interesting call-ups this week that I feel like we didn't talk about. Yeah. Uh, the most one that like I feel like was the most surprising was the Angels calling up Nolan Juan Yule, I think is how you say his last name. It's S-C-H-A-N-U-E-L. Uh, the reason why this was pretty crazy is uh, they drafted him in July, number 11 overall. Shout out Chris Sale. <laughs> and literally a couple months later, he's debuting. And like, yeah, Chris Sale's a pitcher. This guy's a first baseman, yeah, which wild. I feel like that's insane to have a hitter go up this high. I mean, in... His 16 games at double A, he had a OPS above 900. And I guess the Angels are just, let's call him up. Sure. I mean, what's, yeah. Send it. I mean, yeah, his senior year at Florida, he, uh, Florida Atlantic University, he, that's an insane stat lineup. Batting average of 447 with the 
868 slugging. That's stupid. And a 615 <laughs> on base percentage. <laughs> that's an insane stat line for his uh, last season at Florida Atlantic. Uh, so maybe that's why they called him up, just hoping to bring in some offense. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like a very like unnecessary risk like move. Like hopefully it works out. That was really cool. Would but like it. uh you know, I mean I guess he went all four years of college, so he's a bit older and he's stuff 21, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Probably has a little bit better, you know, you know, just a more sure head on his shoulders and stuff like that. Um but still like you kind of want to let you know the young players develop and get some time to experience failure and adjust at different levels and so you're just throwing him up in the major leagues if this turns bad it could be really bad for his development and it's not like if it turns good you're gonna get into the playoffs because of his contributions so yeah. it seems like I, a I bit mean, of a foolish decision but i mean it's exciting and i like it still <laughs> i mean i can also he is working for him is he has a good eye from what i can tell like he had always like I was saying at Florida Atlantic, he had a 447 batting average and a 615 on base. That means he's taking a lot of walks. Uh, even in his little at-bats, he's had 12 ABs. He already has two walks. I mean, three hits, two walks. They're not very upset with that. And I think if you're the Angels, you gotta like, you got to find any little thing that can help convince Otani to stay. Yeah, <laughs> and, I mean, I think it's that. And having a 21-year-old kid come up and hit well. That goes hey, pretty look, far. The future of the team is 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 looking better. Come on, please. Yeah, you know, I I think uh, it's that. I also think I, that it's it, it sort of sort of against the, the argument of like, oh, you know, this kid's not going to come up and just get you a playoff spot. And it's like, well, yeah, but that also just like you can get him, you can get him some some you know MLB experience while you're in that position and not you know necessarily needing him to contribute that much. Um, you know, get it, get his eyes on some MLB pitchers and then, and then, you know, rebound, maybe, maybe comes back full season next year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, shout out Jared Walsh. Don't know what happened to him. Uh, but he was really good for the angels for a little bit and now he's just gone. I thought, I remember he looked like the first baseman of the future for them and he's disappeared. So now I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's this new guy. But yeah, could be. Yeah, just uh, I don't know. It just made me think of Jared Walsh. Um, uh, pop quiz, random pop quiz. Who do you think leads Major League Baseball in doubles? In doubles? Ooh. In doubles. Um, it would have been Ooh. Chapman super early on in the year, but he's really slow. Um, now he's slowed down now. Um, I know we talk, we've talked about Jaron Duran being stretch everything into doubles guy. Yes, we have. Could be Duran. Probably up Jaren, there. Jaron Duran. I, oh, wait, go for it, Brian. I feel like it's uh, Corey Seager or, or Freddie Freeman, one of those two. Freddie Freeman has the most doubles in baseball by 10 doubles. Oh, jeez. <laughs> 45 doubles tied for second place are Matt Chapman and Jaime Candelario and Jaron Duran right behind them. Uh, Jaron Duran with like, you know, 10 or 20 less games. And a lot of those are kind of does, pinch run stuff. Does uh, Nate so, Lowe have a lot of doubles too? Nate Lowe is tied for Duran as well. So oh, is Christian okay. Walker. <laughs> 
And then Corey Seager, 33 in seventh place. Um, but yeah, my, my, what were you going to say? Go I was just going to say my thought process, be, sorry, I talked over you twice. <laughs> my thought process for the Freeman and Seager picks were like, they're just like having monster seasons, but they don't have the like super monster home run totals. So I was like, they must be getting a lot of doubles. Yeah. Freddie Freeman is having one of his best years ever. 45 yeah. doubles, 23 homers, 83 RBI, 986 OPS. Um, I know I was listening to the Dodgers radio the other night and they were just talking about how, yeah, we knew Freddie Freeman was like good watching him in Atlanta and, but they just had no idea just when you watch him day in and day out, it's a whole different level. Um, and yeah, I mean, outside of 2020, which was obviously shortened and then 2017, which he only played 117 games. This is, this is. I mean, yeah, there's an argument to be made that this is the best Freddie Freeman year ever, especially uh, waiting to see how he finishes it out, which looks like it's going to be very strong. And um, yeah, for my money, the Freddie and Mookie duo is the best offensive duo and maybe just the best duo in general when you think about their uh, defensive contributions as well. It's been really fun to watch in LA, Freddie and Mookie just destroying whoever comes to the Chavez ravine this year. It's, it's, it's very special. It's definitely hard to argue against them being the best duo. Uh, I do yeah. want to shout out Corey Seager though. You were talking about career years and a lot of those things you were saying about Freddie Freeman, you can apply to Corey Seager. The guy is batting 346 with a 660 slugging. His OPS is still over a one dot while playing shortstop. Like, yeah, I mean, granted he's played less games. He's only played 81 games. I see it here. Yeah. But like that is, insane like yes. Corey seager is having an insane year seager has been incredible seager and simeon both playing really really well um last year kind of less great from them after you know the the half billion dollar pickups that that was for the for the rangers but hmm. this year doing exactly what they're what they were being paid to do seager especially simeon's been solid he hasn't had quite as much of the the power stroke as he did in that sort of anomaly-ish year in Toronto. But, um, I mean, still really, really good. Yeah, I mean, that would just be an amazing team to watch in the playoffs, as I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Seager, Simeon. I mean, shout-out Dane Dunning one Dane time. Dane Dunning. Uh, Nathan Yavaldi. I don't know what the injury situation... Is he still injured? Is he back? I don't, I don't know. I feel like he'll be back when it matters. It yeah, matter. it's probably I'm, a, like I'm a, a Dane Dunning stan. That dude's yeah. going to yeah. hold it down. Of course, Scherzer. The Giants. Um, but yeah, I mean, shout out Dane Dunning one time. Uh, yeah, that's just, I mean, if they get in, which it looks like they will, that's going to be awesome. Just to, I mean, and Nathaniel Lowe, as we just mentioned, being up there in doubles yeah. as well. Um, dude, Nathaniel Lowe, I don't know how much you guys have watched him hit. That dude is so good in the batter's box. Just oh, yes. the way he like handles the bats. I'm a big fan. I mean, definitely needs to get the strikeouts down a bit, but. Still a big, big fan. Yeah, but I don't mind a lot of strikeouts for my like home run hitting first baseman. But it's also it's not like I mean he's hitting two seventy nine too. So. Yeah, like he still has a high average. I'm not worried about his him having a lot of strikeouts. Yeah, yeah. Like, like he's a good contact hitter and he just strikes out a lot. Those two things don't seem to go together well, but for him they do. <laughs> they sometimes can. I mean, you can yeah. you can definitely have really talented hitters that just strike out a bunch. That's yeah. not that 
crazy to I mean, think about. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, speaking of really good contact hitters, hitters that strike out a lot and hitters that hit the ball a long way. Didn't know if I was going to talk about this, but I got the perfect segue. Uh Uh, Jorge Soler, Luis Arise, and Josh Bell went back to back to back off Framber Valdez of all of all pitchers on uh, Monday night. Um, And then also shout out Josh Bell, who already has. I mean, as of Monday, I don't know if he's hit another one later this week, five homers for the Marlins. Um, I feel like the Guardians got to be a little, little pissed. Slightly annoyed. Uh, Rosario <laughs> and Josh it. Bell have been uh, pretty solid ever since being traded. Yeah, looking uh, over there like, hey, what the hell, man? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Do the Marlins? Oh, the Marlins are just one game. Yeah. The Marlins are one game out. I mean, and Ahmed Rosario was pretty bad this year, too. Um, yeah. And then he's had some solid contributions for the Dodgers. It's, uh, but yeah, I mean, Marlins one game out of the wild card as it sits right now. Um, I'm, but yeah, I'm so ready we'll for see. a Marlins postseason. Come on, dude. The the National League wild card race is actually wild. becoming kind of insane. Like you it's have nuts. six teams that are all right there. Yeah, uh, I mean, the, I mean, me and Noah talked about it a bit last week. We're like. It's totally feasible to have some weird jump, like some weird wild card situations. Yeah, especially because the Brewers aren't even that far ahead in the Central either. Like they could very easily drop out of the division leader. Yeah. So the National League is going to be very fun to watch down the stretch. Uh, the Giants, in attempting to avoid falling out of a wild card spot, are calling up their number one pitching prospect and the number one lefty pitching prospect in baseball who I have been talking about on this podcast since it has started. And it, the day has finally come. Kyle Harrison is making his first career start on Tuesday against the Philadelphia Phillies. And I don't know what to expect, but I am terrified and excited. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, my one worry is like, I don't, I think he's literally pitched more than five innings, like less than five times in the last three years. Like, Oof. They don't pitch it, but it's not even like it's a pitch count thing. They just take him out of games early a lot. I think they were just being extra precautious. Hmm. And it seems to be an organization trend with all their starting pitchers in minor league. I think they just don't want them throwing 100 pitches in a game in minor leagues and saving their arm. So, I mean, it's maybe their way to try combating Tommy John among young players or whatever it is. But Hmm. it's definitely a strategy, and we'll see if Kyle Harrison's makes it past five innings in this. Yeah. <laughs> um, he throws a nasty slider kind of from that, like Chris cell arm slot, I think is the best way I can explain it. Uh, and he pumps 99. So he pumps some gas, throws a nasty slider. If he is good, that is something the giants can very much use. Cause they have only had two starters for about a month now. Yikes. That's <laughs> it's it's literally been Logan Webb, Alex Cobb, and then bullpen games for three games. That's wild. And Alex Cobb's been slumping pretty hard since the All Star break. So it's uh, Giants could definitely use another starting pitcher standing up, especially with Stripling going to the injured list because he was starting to look better. Now he's out again. Yeah, that's yeah. not great. I mean, I, yeah. I'm gonna say obviously you want Otani over the off season, but. I That's mean, regardless, cool. show me the money if I'm a Giants fan. Get some pitchers in there. I would uh, actually love yeah. that. 
I, yeah. I Brian would become insufferable, but I, I yeah. would like that. The it's the same. I'm gonna say the same thing I said about Aaron Judge last year. They're not gonna get outbid for Otani. It just does. He want to stay in a California team with higher taxes, which seems to always be on the player's mind. And I mean, but Otani has also expressed wanting to stay in California. This is true. Already, this is true. so that that's already something for him. Yeah. And it's just like, do you trade LA for the Bay? And if you do, as long as, yeah. As long as he doesn't go to the Dodgers, I I don't think we handle that. Yeah, but, <laughs> the Dodgers will be a broken man. That would suck. Back to back years, we lose out on Judge and Otani because one went to the Yankees and one went to the Dodgers. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. That's that. <laughs> so, that would it, be just. Yeah, if that happens, phone your Giants friends. They they're gonna need it. They need help. Uh, you know, it's at least the Raiders break my heart so much. Like, there's nothing the Giants can really do that would disappoint me. Uh, like, eh. Eh, dude, they have a lot of ground to make up when compared to the Raiders. That's true. <laughs> that, can... That's true. They really, they really got a. <laughs> really I think, I think you would be surprised how much like. <laughs> That's true. They they would have Dumb to blunder stuff the Giants could do. They would have to blunder pretty bad, <laughs> and over and over in one year. It, it'd like have to be like five years worth to even just begin to catch up to the Raiders. Yeah, that's that's fair. So, uh, but man, I am extremely excited for Kyle Harrison pitching Tuesday night. Tune in if you got nothing better to do and watch some yeah. Giants baseball. Patrick Bailey, Kyle Harrison, the battery of the future. Yes, please sign me up. Hey. Tuesday against Tuesday? Taiwan Tuesday. Walker and the Philadelphia Phillies. Taiwan Walker, 13 wins. Come on, man. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. He's a scrub. <laughs> I like Taiwan Walker. man. No, I do too. <laughs> Messed up. Hey, you know what, though? Yeah. There's another prospect that did get called up and got his first major Ooh. league uh, little, little appearance. And uh, fun fact, Modesto Nuts legend. We've watched this He's guy like, play. We watched. There's like four players in that game now. Who yeah, have made <laughs> really professional funny. debuts. Yeah, but so. uh, Noel V. Marte. Charms. Yeah, Noel V. Marte um, came in for the Reds. Um, came in as a pinch runner in the ninth inning for for Joey Votto. Stole a bag. Was looking looking good out there, but you know, obviously not not like a start or anything yet. But uh, just it's just always cool to to say that you've you've seen an MLB guy make their debut. And you wearing a I, nut hat. And I watched that guy. I watched that dude in, in single A and Modesto. There's not <laughs> dude, a lot of people no. who can say they've ever seen a single A game in Modesto. So <laughs> <laughs> that's that's already a short list. There are three of them. Yeah. We Crazy. are. We are. Uh, there was actually another debut this week. Uh, Mason Wynn for the St. Louis Cardinals. Their top uh, prospect. He's a shortstop. Uh, most known for throwing like a 102 mile per hour ball across the infield in the futures game last year. Uh, the dude has an arm, just launches Cannon. balls from the shortstop position. Will be fun to watch. Uh, something important to note about his first career hit uh, Pete Alonso didn't know it was his first career hit and oh, yeah. launched that ball into the crowd. <laughs> and it's so weird when you At watch 102 the video. miles per hour. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so weird when you watch the video because it looks like he's shaking the ball like you want it, you want it. And then it just like chucks it. 
Yeah, it but I looked, guess he was like, "Is it dead bald? Dead bald?" That's probably yeah, what it was. He was going. He was. But, he was. I think he was showing it to like the like the ump. Like, hey, is this? Do we throw this out? Dead ball, <laughs> Dead ball. And and yeah, Pete Alonso obviously didn't mean to do that. Yeah. He was. He he came out after. He seemed pretty crushed about it. He was. Yeah, like, he's he, one of the nicer guys in baseball. Pete Alonso gave him a signed baseball bat and a bottle of tequila. Yeah, <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, his but, uh, uh, yeah his statement afterwards. Yeah, he was just like, "Dude, I'm, I feel so bad." He's, I they feel, got the ball back, yeah. Though, so that's all they that got matters. it back. He he gave him a gift, and yeah, I sorry the quote. I feel awful. I feel like a piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. It's just hilarious because you watched the video and it literally looked like he's showing the ball to the dugout and like, "You want it? You want it?" and just launches it. Yeah, it looked yeah. it so, looks like, bad. That's yeah, so people were taking to Twitter going like. Is there like some beef we don't know about here? Yeah. Like Pete Alonso Cardinals? Yeah, no. Pete Alonso, you know, look, that's the dude who in the home run derby, he signed every single ball in the bucket before he went out and did it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Like, that's the guy that we're talking about. Like, this is so not intentional. <laughs> <laughs> I so. just love it when watching it. Like, I'm just watching it. It's just so like. Because yeah. it's not even like a crazy good hit. Like yeah. maybe, maybe that's what it was. Maybe he thought it was like ruled an error or something. Yeah, I but don't know. <laughs> it's just hilarious. What a stop by the polar bear, too. <laughs> just watch it when he launches it in. It's so funny. Yeah. Oh man. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he shows it to the opposing bench <laughs> and just chucks it. I mean. <laughs> Though, if you're going to throw it into the crowd anywhere, St. Louis is like the best. Those are, yeah. those are fans that will yeah, be legit sure. and just be, just like give it back to the player. Yeah, um, for sure, for sure. But that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, also, I remember shout out uh, Justin Turner, who I do love, but being a total boomer about when Mason Wynn uh, threw the ball 102 in the 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 whatever the rising stars game Um, and uh he was like well that's not important what's important is if you could be accurate and blah blah blah. i was like well like obviously yeah but like it is cool too but like it is really fun to watch but like you do it really hard and that's cool (laughs) yeah like can't we're literally like in a scrimmage game like this cool like chill (laughs) yeah come on dude yeah Yeah, um hey speaking of cool my guy, Pablo Lopez, who's had a he had a little bit of a rough start start to the year. Actually, he had a pretty good start and then kind of cooled down quickly. Um, but he's been absolutely lights out uh, recently. He's had three scoreless starts in a row, uh, nineteen total scoreless innings in a row. Um, he's been absolutely dealing. the The Twins pitching staff has kind of geared up a little bit uh, again. Pablo Lopez obviously doing really well. Sonny Gray just still being absolutely awesome. Um, and hey, come back, Dallas hey. Keuchel. Yeah, had a really good start today. He carried a DK. perfect game through six innings. Um, got pulled after he, he gave up a hit, you know, and he was already relatively high pitch count. But yeah, He's Dallas <laughs> Dallas Keuchel of the Twins. Uh, yeah, who spent all year in the minors so far? Yeah, he spent all. Well, yeah, he also had a really uh bad start <laughs> yeah <laughs> early on oh, in the sure. season you know or uh not early on early on in august uh his first start back up was was okay and then his second one was really bad um but uh yeah dallas keichel come on 
So shout out one twins. time. So yeah, twins. Dude. Twins getting a little bit of uh of that late season help. Um, hoping to to distance themselves in first place in the central. It shouldn't be that hard. So <laughs> you know, um, but but that's a that's a team of of playoff hopefuls that are hoping to. You know they're going to come in as underdogs, despite being potential division winners. Um, whoever they get put up against, they're they're going to be considered considered the underdogs. So hopefully, some good yeah. late season late season stuff from them for the pitching staff. Um, I know the hitting definitely needs to still get a little bit better. Um, Joey Gallo's been not great. Neither has Buxton or handful of the other guys. So. Hopefully the twins get it a little bit better, but good to see, good to see my boy Pablo Lopez doing well, and good to see Dallas Keuchel doing well. Yeah, uh, can the twins finally win a playoff game? Is the question. I think they can. Uh, a playoff game. Oh no, a, a playoff game. <laughs> I mean, who are they playing? That's true. Who are they playing? Yeah, because okay. this changes the answer. So <laughs> mm, let's. I mean, yeah. I mean, we can think. So like. Yeah, who would they be playing? Because they'd be playing. They wouldn't get a. Oh man, they're gonna run into Dane Dunning though. Dane Dunning? Dane Dunning. No. Oh, they play the Rangers. They're not winning a game. You yeah, that'd be that's for show. Sure. That'd be rough. No, but so I mean, could, are three but I mean, game series. But I mean, could you imagine? Imagine that story. Twins in Texas. Joey Gallo gets it done. Oh. Ooh. That'd oh. be good. Come on. Joey Gallo cuts the game to a eight to three <laughs> deficit. <laughs> it just dude to me the twins are gonna be the worst playoff team in the American League. Yeah. In the world. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh maybe. Maybe. Uh... No, though I mean look, whoever wins whoever wins in the AL Central is the weakest team in the AL playoff scene. That's just yeah. That's just true. Um you could maybe say the last NL team, depending who gets in in that final spot. Yeah, maybe. Like, yeah, because there could definitely like if, be some funkiness. Um, if Miami yeah. sneaks in, I think the Twins are better than Miami. That might be crazy to say. And I, yeah. I think the yeah. Twins have higher highs, but lower. I mean, lows. you get Carlos Correa and Byron Buxton in the playoff series. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Like, that look, that's legit. and that's true. Look, I want nothing more. I want the Twins. Make it to the playoffs, and then they go. Byron Buxton, you're playing center field. No more DH. Oh. No more well, DH. There, there was a report out. coming out that they're looking at putting him back in the outfield. Good, good. <laughs> good. They should. He just gets hurt. Idiots. Yeah. I don't care. At this point, at this. I mean, without him, they don't win. Anything. Sure, without him, they don't. They don't win anything. But that's not the point. At 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 at, at this at this stage <laughs> of it, not the point. No, 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 winning. no. No, winning's not the point. <laughs> Letting Byron Buxton. <laughs> be a platinum glove center fielder and the best player on your roster is the point. Um, <laughs> I, I, nor look maybe before, I mean, I still think making him a full-time DH is stupid. I get the not wanting to injure him, but now that I've seen the twins and not seen Byron Buxton playing center field. And I think, I think being not as good as a direct result. Nah, I don't care about the injuries anymore. Just pl- let him play. Come on. <laughs> let him play. Dude, talking about letting them play in the world, uh, Little League World Series going on right now. They play the Little League professional game, and it's the Phillies versus someone. Nationals and Nationals, and they're allowing them to use like custom bats that have designs on them. Like there's a 
uh, pencil one. There's a Philly fanatic one. There's a couple other ones. There's one with the Puerto Rico flag. It looks like I think that's Puerto Rico flag at least. Like they're extremely cool looking bats. They get to play the game with it, and to me, this just screams the question: like, why can't the players just like use designed bats if they want to? Like, why is that something we're restricting? Because we're baseball and we're boring. We gotta. It would be distracting to the integrity of the game. Just let's go. Did you ever think about the integrity of the game? Yeah, Brian. You ever think about that? My bad. You ever think about the fact? You ever think about the fact that uh, unwritten rule? Yeah. Unwritten (laughs) rule. No cool stuff ever. (laughs) No cool stuff. Unwritten rule. You're not allowed to have fun. Stop it. (laughs) But like. They're they're cool. Unwritten rule: yeah. You're not allowed to be even a little bit silly. <laughs> <laughs> no silly allowed. No silly. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We caught you being a little goofy. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I would love to see number two pencils being used in more games. It's just great, and it looks hilarious. And I want to see someone paint their bat to look like a sword. A lightsaber would be sick. Yeah, like paint the handle to look like a lightsaber and just all one color. That'd go hard. That's yeah, true. I don't know. Maybe give me fun. I want fun. <laughs> okay. Maybe or maybe I don't know because I don't know if I want to see that every single game. If I'm being honest, but like, uh, like Whoa. a Friday night thing, a Friday <laughs> night every Friday night, you break out the cool bats. Or or it could. Well, Friday night would be better. But I feel like what's most likely to happen first is they make it a part of the city connect. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. Like, imagine you, like, when you wear your city connect jerseys, you could pull some city connect themed bats out. Those Baltimore yeah. city connect bats would go wild. <laughs> 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 like the fractal rainbow bat. <laughs> yeah, that would be insane. Uh, but that would go hard. I saw that on Twitter. That would be cool. I just I just like fun and yeah. bats are fun. Yeah, like when it's Mother's Day and they rock the pink bats, love it. This, this is true. This is true. And then when they oh, and when <laughs> they decide to have Tristan Casas on the show and just immediately be like, So you lost your mom, Casas. That was the, the wildest thing ever. Yeah. That's oh, um, <laughs> It's like, hey, maybe let's just not have this yeah. conversation. Yeah, that was. Hey, do so your mom good. died? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> how did that make? Tell you us f- about that how'd on that, Mother's Day on make, national television. How did that make you feel? <laughs> not good, yeah. sir. Oh, <laughs> really bad, actually. Uh, I mean, shout out for Casas for doing that and showing everyone out there that's going through a tough time on Mother's Day that they're not alone. So big ups to Casas, but he, just still. You also got to think he had to have agreed, right? Yeah, like he had to have gotten no the questions no ahead he, of time. He probably he. he pr- I I almost have a feeling they were like, "Hey, are you cool with talking about your mom?" And he was like, "Yeah, I'll talk about it," but maybe didn't hear the specific question. Yeah, maybe. Because there's no way you agree for it to be brought up in that way. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you get what I'm so, saying? So, your mom, she's dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just like, dude, I'm the here. person who pitched it to, the I'm who here pitched with it to him. Costa's young first base with the Red Sox, his mom's dead. 
I'm here with, oh. I'm here with, I'm here with Tristan Casas, son of a uh, dead mother. <laughs> oh, no. Dude, he had to just be told like, "Hey, are you cool with talking about like going through Mother's Day without your mom?" And he was like, "Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I'll talk about that." And then yeah. they just dropped that bomb on him. Yeah, which is which is cool. Like, like I said, because I mean, that's got to be tough for like you know, people that are going through tough situations with losing a mom or whatever and not having a mom figure. And then you're like, okay, I just want to turn on baseball. And then it's all like, pink, pink, pink. Here's everyone having fun with their moms and stuff like that. So it is cool. It is very cool that he went on and he did all that stuff. Yeah. It was just like a wild way to introduce the Hey, so Tristan Casas, your dad alive though? Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well... That's about all I've got for today, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for this playoff race down the stretch. Yeah, Rangers. Don't be good. Watch Kyle Harrison on Tuesday. Woo! If Kyle Harrison has 10 strikeouts, I'll buy a jersey. Yeah. Okay. And what if he Ride gets shelled? I will cry and probably not come <laughs> on next week's episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling it'll be somewhere uh, in the middle of those two. It so, turns out uh, most starts are in the middle of, of those two outcomes. <laughs> this is true. This is very true. I would, I would wager most starts are somewhere between utterly dominant and utterly awful. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. It's <laughs> kind of how baseball works. Hmm. Eh, I'm gonna have to disagree with that one. <laughs> Uh, and with that, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Later. Goodbye.